الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ومن وله. Welcome everybody to the Safina Saadi Nothing But Facts live stream. Uh, we're back after missing Monday. What did we miss? Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But here we are. Uh, definitely couldn't miss this one. We're interviewing <coughs> for the first time. See, I still got that cough. You hear that? The Divine for Critical Minds. The author is with us. Uh, you can see him right here on the screen. He's here. Dr. Hanzade has been in New Jersey for a week meeting people uh, and, and, and getting to know the Jersey community. So we're happy to have him here. Let's get straight to it. We have an hour to talk. So let's get straight to it. And I'm going to ask you a detail in the book first. We'll get into meat and potatoes. And then we All can right. go back and talk about the I'm going to have to borrow the book so I can look back at it. No problem. No problem. So you have a chapter here that's very interesting, a big debate on life itself. The yeah, definition yeah, yeah. of what yeah, yeah. The, that word entails and the hardship of defining it solely from a materialist perspective. Yeah. And there is one thing I think you would, you'd both agree with this, that the phrase materialist... Yeah. Is not even accurate. Okay. What Allah says is belief in the unseen. Unseen materials. Malaika. They're right. But they, they are composed of light. Mm -hmm. Right? They have something. They're not imaginations, right? Mm -hmm. They are composed. You're saying that it's within the realm of material, the material world? Yeah. They are of the material world. The material, everything created is of the material world. Correct. We then divide it between alam al-ghayb and alam al-shahada. That which we can perceive and that which we cannot perceive. Okay? So... Why, 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 why is it necessary? Sorry. Because in the books of yeah. Aqidah, yes, the created things consist of, at the very least, a barra, mm -hmm. which is the smallest particle that can exist. Mm -hmm. So created, the heavens, for example, are physical places. Angels are physical. They may say that. They may say that. Okay. The yeah. other might say that everything that would come down to you know, an atom or mm -hmm. a subatomic particle, yeah. whatever you want. That definition. Theoretical particle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a very that that's the, that's a materialist model, basically, right? Yeah. But does that mean? It doesn't mean carbon based. Sure. But what do, what do you, what do you, so actually there's a under the, there's a section in this that yeah. talks about his name's uh what was his name uh professor victor he he was a he was an atheist actually who passed away mm. who talks about the possibility of life other than what we know as life carbon-based life uh yeah carbon-based carbon-based life yeah and so if we were not within the spectrum of this finely tuned universe mm -hmm. then whatever that would be could be life but what do you have other than if, for example, the the dials of the fine tuning were off, you don't actually have any elements. You have basically hydrogen and helium. That that's all. And according to our perception, not our perception. The, the, how elements form, mm -hmm. right? Then this is the only elements that would form. So, um, so what? Whatever life would be out of those is what is he's he's saying that would be the possible thing that's left over, and. In terms of our understanding of what is like the scientifically anything that could come out of that is negligible. You're basically just empty void. So uh, I was arguing that in that chapter I was just arguing for life being you know carbon based and, and, and these things, but that that doesn't 
compensate for things such as angels or whatever. They don't have to be within this realm of the physical. Yeah. The physical. So are the, you saying the scene cannot, physical? Hmm? The scene physical. The, the no, the physical, the the measurable, the seen by us and able able to measure, being able to be measured by us. So, for example, okay. the in our aqidah, mm -hmm. an angel can mm -hmm. be touched, sure, can be seen okay. by belief. We take it on belief. Okay, transmitted sure, knowledge sure. tells yeah, us this, the, right? Yeah. Transmitted knowledge tells us this. So therefore, that angel is made of something, right? He why, is why can, physically a thing. Why can it? Why cannot it not, it not be it manifest as a thing at a point and not to be a thing at another point? It can manifest as a human. We know that. Yes. But in its angelic form, yes, that angelic form is a thing that uh, takes a up thing. takes up space. Is composed of something. Thera. At least, and more. It's composed of something, right? I mean, the, How else did the Prophet see it? It's angel Jibreel in his true form, right? He saw angel Jibreel in his true form, right? He, so it's something that has a direction, that has a location, yes, that yes. is physically taking up space, and it's composed of light. Sure. Right? Okay. Except that in this realm, our tools are limited to what we can see. Yeah, but you're, okay, but so, so you're not saying a dharra is necessarily an atom or any smallest particle that we've measured. Yeah, correct. Okay, so correct. we don't know what the dharra is. No, it's theoretical. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, and we also... But you're saying it's material. Yeah, everything that Allah creates, He says, kun fayakun, what happens? It comes into existence. Mm -hmm. In a form. Yes. Hence, mm -hmm. the Quranic language focuses more on what you see and what you don't see, whereas the Western secular language focuses on materialists and what is the opposite? What would the opposite be? You know, there, some people call not. themselves Mysterians. Mysterians, okay. Mm -hmm. So we don't believe in anything that is out there that is just an imagination, figment of imagination. Like only, of only if it is not material doesn't mean it's a figment of your imagination. What do you mean by material? The, so I'm saying that it doesn't have to be based in a dharma. It's, this, is a, this, is their, uh, this is what they've postulated. Mm -hmm. But um, we can say a dharma is something created. Yeah. All right, it's an it's an Allah's creation. Yeah. But that, does that mean it's in the in the material world the dharra that we can measure? Can it can something not be within a an existence that's immeasurable and outside our understanding of time and space? That's exactly it. That's exactly our okay. conclusion, right? So there are things. So the the materialist is not someone who insists on the, the empiricist, I should say. His, mm -hmm. The short-sightedness of the empiricist is they're measuring, they're making conclusions about reality mm -hmm. based upon very limited tools, mm -hmm. which is our eyes, right. our ears. These are very limited tools. The technology we produce is very limited, mm -hmm. yeah. right? That's where the empiricists and the, the upholders of scientism mm -hmm. are, have narrowed down what is actually very vast, okay. right? yeah. very vast. And that's why they have a trouble uh, uh, giving an answer to what is the definition of life physically. Like what, how do they define life? And they say here it's, it is a, a result of organs functioning. That's right. Right? Yeah. No, but, no, but we know what materialism and production, what materials believe. They, yeah. It's um, that nothing outside of what we can measure within time and space 
exists. Exists. See, how could you make that statement? And, that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. what, what, so talking to atheists and talking to people who have graduated from this Western point of view, I'm I'm just challenging them on various points to make sure you under they understand that your grounding is not as solid as that's exactly the point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you your your whole premise yeah. is the dismissal of everything that our tools cannot detect. Yes. And right. okay, talk. So don't to be me. so confident. Yeah, don't be so confident. Mm -hmm. Talk to me now about the importance of um, also their snuck premise of the negation of transmitted knowledge. That uh, is a ma massive pre uh, premise yeah. for. There's a whole chapter on that. Yeah. So that's. Uh, so have you just asked? Have you been actually? I have haven't been finished it the, yet. The, you're, you're actually. Yeah. You actually. Do you do you read what you read on the podcast only, or do you yeah. read it outside? No, something? I'm reading it straight for the first time. For the first time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome! Great. Yeah. So um, you want to know what chapter that's on? Uh, the concept. This is chapter four, which you're talking about materialism. Yeah. You're asking the question on Mutawatir and. Yes, the, the importance of. Yeah, transmitted knowledge to mm -hmm. obtain certainty. Yeah, that it's probably chapter, chapter chapter five. Probably we start on the concept Miracles, of yeah. yeah. And also, you have what is the quagmire of materialism? Can life be explained physically? Consciousness. That's chapter four. Yeah, Ev evidence that life is immaterial, etc. Yeah. Yeah. So once we've basically established that, first of all, the the, the logical soundness of the case for a necessary being. Because, okay, so just a, just a step back before I answer your question. Mm -hmm. um, people argue on, the, like, this, the Kalam arguments, right? First principles, and therefore, it's a slam dunk. We, we got them, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're on the ground and talk to people, it's not just one thing you can argue. Mm -hmm. they, have num they have numerous concerns, mm -hmm. and we have to satisfy them. We have answers. Yeah. So, like, I've, that's what I've done in my, my book. I've, I've thrown them a bone, you know? I was mm -hmm. like, all right, you know... I can accept certain parts of your case, mm. but let's just make sure you understand that we have a stronger case, and I'm building it as like a like an like inferential puzzle. Yeah. That's why the little parts of, of each chapter. Mm. And I think that's a more it's a more uh, an argument that they'll understand more because we're we're talking we're not just talking about one thing, and then if they if they haven't they can't digest it fully, then that conversation is yeah. over. So. Uh, First, after we discuss like science, and we and again we're just showing them that like you don't have the science you think you do, mm -hmm. and we have some doubt in their and the the basis of their understanding of materialism and and whatnot. Then I'm basically asking the question: Is it possible that thing if there's a a god that exists that he could have communicated, and how reliably can we trust that communication, mm -hmm. and what is preserved from it, like the epistemology and and the senad and, and, and everything? Yeah. So. Uh, I don't think that the masses of people actually have any inf enough information to disagree with that. Mm. So they're actually people who read this book. They said oh, this is the first time ever they've been exposed Someone. to this information. Mm. So I don't agree that there there's that many people who would say that mass transmission is not an acceptable form. Well, if you, you read it, you're just like that is absolutely clear. It's like this, this is yeah. how I, everyone thinks. You know, like we we know that if enough people say it. Like I think the example I use in the in the in the, in the, in the book is, if uh, you're a math teacher, you're missing a day of school, and your math teacher says, pages fifty six to fifty seven are homework, right? And then you call up your friend and you say, hey, did I miss math class? What was what was for homework? And he said, professor, 
you know, Smith said it was page 57. And then you're like, nah, I'm not sure, I'm blaming me. So you call somebody else. And then you call somebody else. And then you're like, all right, you know what? Maybe the whole entire class is actually, so they're all in on it. Yeah. But then the professor also po posted online that these were, okay. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, all right, maybe I'm going to doubt that too. Then I check with the office administration. Part of the curriculum is fifty. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how far do you go? Exactly. Yeah. Before you know, okay, this is this is real. Yeah. Mm. And and it's fact. It's, you, to, to reject it yeah. is more irrational than mm. to accept exactly. it. That's exactly. It. And how about, I mean, the concept that all of language, like, mm -hmm. why does a cat refer to the animal that we know it refers to? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Right. This is not That's a conspiracy. A and, and, <laughs> and there's this trend now on TikTok among youth. Mm. It's almost like, uh, it seems it's almost like, a, to think about it a bit seriously, it's almost like one of these uh, psyops where they're experimenting how far would the masses go. Okay. And they're negating things like the existence of Napoleon, right? Right. Negating right. things like the, the Revolutionary War happened. Right. Mm -hmm. right, right. So it's almost like a psyop of how far can we go to negate a mutawatir fact that our society is built on. Every society. And, and I, I think, think that, that what they, they do is they fill it up with bots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, when people say, when people now see uh, the, the numbers agreeing, right, right, right. They start, maybe it is a conspiracy. I think it, is, it never existed in the first place, place right? And now they start posting yeah, I, I mentioned all these things in the chapter, yeah. actually. I, I quote a couple things, actually. actually uh, an article by Sheikh Hamza Yusuf about uh, the, the Holocaust deniers. Yeah. And then uh, there is this... Uh, we also... Uh, yeah, yeah, discussing those people who said about did Jesus even exist? Mm. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so all those things, how like how to doubt that level? Your 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 argument is more rational. I don't actually. I try, I try, I try not to make it like a complete, you know, case closed thing. thing. I'm, I'm just saying, saying that, that let's keep it easy. Let's, let's just, just make just find where the stronger argument is because I don't need. What would happen if happen is because the world is going into specialization, right? And people, everyone focuses and argues till you're blue in the face about one point. And you know what? It doesn't matter exactly exactly who is perfectly right. Yeah. Maybe we'll even, I guess we'll, we'll give it to you. Maybe you have a point, right? But where does it fit into the big picture? That we're missing. Yeah. And so I don't actually go to, like, I, I, I try to make a very strong case. Each of the chapters are, like, I go, I go thoroughly with, with the references, so I, mean, I, mean, I am trying to get a convincing case, I think, it's fair. But you're more interested in making a well-balanced case. Totally. Yeah, okay, I get that. That's, that's, that's how it should be. be. Because, uh, because... Let's move on, you know? Yeah, because, because belief itself is never related, relied upon, even if people, people saying Muslim, is never, never only on one issue. There is anecdotal evidence, like the life of a Muslim. Right? Yeah. Life in Islam. Islam. There's spiritual experience of du'a and sakina and du'a being answered, things like that. There are true dreams. There is um, rational basis. There's, there's the, so many, the, the wisdom of the law. There's the Quran telling us about the creation at a time that the Prophet couldn't have known these things. So, so as long as you're directionally right in each of these, that's where you close off. The, you close off the uh, uh, ability for anyone to say that any one of these is absurd. Now, uh, oh, if, if one of them yeah. was absurd, yeah. if, 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 if it was, yeah. to be fair, 
that, that should, should change our mind. It should. should. That's, That's what, what directionally speaking, speaking they, they all have, have to point in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if they don't, we, we all should be reassessing why we believe what we do. Yeah. Every uh, movement out there that has any followership has uh, a benefit somewhere, right? Like, like you think about um, Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I survived so long, and, and, and in a sense, uh, you know, what has been the most has been the, the, the most populous religion for centuries until Islam surpassed it some while back. But what is the secret behind Catholicism? Despite it being so false, <laughs> it's, it's got to be the family life. life. There are rules on family life, right? Something that works. That's, that's what works, and that's what continues on. on. Right? Likewise with Judaism, right? Some some, some beliefs that you say you can't. You guys can't possibly believe that you know everyone else just by virtue of birth is going to disappear into nothing, and you just by virtue of birth yeah. are chosen, right? So why does it exist? It exists also. They got this family thing going on, mm-hmm. right? So that's where they're good. And Allah says, as long as something has benefit, Surah Al-Rad, or it has benefit in it, then it stays insofar as it has benefit in it. So likewise, the key is being directionally right. Yes. You don't have to go into the fine details, but we've covered this, we've covered this, we've covered this. I like to say this about our work here is that mm-hmm. there, there are key facets in any da'wah. Yeah. Right? And you don't need to be number one in anyone, but you need to be top five in all of them. That, I think, is going to be the one that is the best. Mm. Yeah. So youth, we got youth. Fuqara, we cover the fuqara. Spirituality, is there. Ilm, is there. Public general da'wah, is there. So hifs is there. Does you have to be number one? Because I go to places where they're number one, but you're also number zero yeah. in many places. That's the problem with special You Achilles heels. You, know? you got Achilles heels everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Now, we've given a type of uh, pizza pie a, uh, a perspective here, and we talk about transmission as being one piece of that pie. That's right. Tell the audience now, what are the other main pieces that you try to cover in the book okay, to so, fill those gaps? Yeah, because each of these, so and that, and that, that pizza pie or that, that big picture that you're talking about, um, I'm not sure if you read it or not, but like it was based on Imam Mulana Rumi's parable, mm-hmm. right, that the, of inference. How, how do you know? Is if if uh, this, this blind man were put beside an elephant yep. and they said you don't what is this beast that you're standing on what is this elephant yeah. and the guy beside the tail is looking at the tail right and so the one's is feeling t- the tail and then the one beside the leg is feeling the pillar as is feeling the leg one beside the the, the side of it is like the, the elephant is a yeah. wall right yeah. Yeah. and so they're just taking their particular pieces of information and they're extrapolating. Yeah. What that elephant is, and and they have a case. Mm-hmm. Like what's in front of them, it could be that. Yeah. Right. So I, so I'm saying, all right, I'll give it to you. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Right. But once you combine all that information, then you're way. Each of you are way off the yeah. mark. Yeah. So with, with inference, we're looking at various parts, and that's why when the argument comes this way, I I'd, I'd like to meet anyone with a give me a better explanation. Yeah. From the overall, mm-hmm. and and that's why kind of it's this, uh, it's all the the depth. It's it's more wide than like just going down yeah. the rabbit hole, which I do. I, I do go down, but like, well, you'd lose the reader if you go too far. Yeah, that's deep. right. That's, that's right. The other. Thing. But if you talk to these guys, yeah. right? If you talk to people who are sincere, sincere in their inquiry too, and they're yeah. intelligent, you do have to. You have to satisfy them to some extent. Yeah. That's why I hoped that 
um, when I wrote this that it's 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 not like this proselytizing rah rah you know my argument no like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you know take take your questions and I'll try to answer them thoroughly yeah and so there is a depth you have to go to you can't brush it over because they're not convinced yeah and I think a, a sincere person doesn't he's not going to go in once someone goes into the grains of the details of things that's a sign of insincerity in my opinion like once you get into the you covered the usul of a thing you got into the deep to the main uh the main speculations mm-hmm. and answer them mm-hmm. then anyone who goes beyond into those little details is something they're not balanced in the head or they're not sincere or yeah or they're just doing it for a rebuttal yeah so the, what i say is all right we'll give it to you all right no problem you got yeah. we'll, we'll, you, yeah. you could be you, yeah. you could be right the elephant could be like a, a long thing snake yeah you know? But the chapters go through so many of yeah. these parts. So the first part is uh, logic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like we have to understand mantiq. We have to understand what is what are the words impossible mean when like when someone says God, God it's it's impossible. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, what, let's define this. Hold on one second. What is what do you mean by impossible? Yeah. Right. And what is the argument? Uh, what is the most rational argument? What is absurdity? And we and I bring it down to a to a, a, a balanced conclusion, making my case, but also let, you know keeping things open for them. Good, good. Then the next chapter goes into um, the universe and now the origins of 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 the of the universe, and, and discussing everything from the physics to multiverses to string theory. You know, all these things that are very now they're actually thirteen-year-old boys are asking about this stuff. Yeah. The the population is very intelligent. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna think that no, don't don't deal with them. These young kids, I go to when I went go to a high school, they're familiar with this stuff yeah. and they're asking. So we, we got to get with the program, man. Okay, we it's as if we zoomed right into the fifth round. Oh, right, and got straight into the book because I wanted to do no, that. I'm going, I'll go one time. I one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back because okay. I I went in straight. You know when you uh, get it, but back in the day you get an old. Today you get a YouTube series, right? Uh-huh. You know the first video out of fifteen has got to be nothing, right? <laughs> Introduction or all that stuff. I hate the first video. I go. We want to go straight in, right? <laughs> so we went straight in and gave everyone a sample of what the discussion would look like. Now right. let's zoom back all the way back, and introduce our author. And first, he uh, gets to know our author, then gets to know what drove what drove you to write the book, then the arcan of the book. All right, the arcan of the book, so that the the sixty thousand foot view is given to is that the phrase or is it thirty thousand foot view? Yeah, bird's eye view. A bird's eye view of the book, right? And I think uh, everyone, especially if you, if you're of any kind of uh, profession where people ask questions, if you have high schoolers that they start asking questions, you need to have this book. And insofar as believing, believing in Allah is our most important tenet of faith, every defense of that becomes almost a fudd upon us. Because the likelihood of an arrow being thrown at you is very high. If the likelihood of, of uh, someone throwing an arrow at your child is 50%. Is not obligatory upon him you to give him a shield. It's obligatory. If it's five percent, maybe we don't say it's obligatory. But at twenty-five to fifty percent, it's obligatory. People so, don't understand though. They People do not understand, understand this. Yeah, because they're like, I believe already. I, yeah. I don't need this, but I don't believe. I was like, yeah. you don't understand what your children are going yeah. through right now. And you yourself, if you're saying that, I'm telling you that you don't know what's out there of tricks of shaitan through philosophers through through empiricists etc let me also tell you that 
for those who say that kalam is an innovation, the people who said that meant it to, introducing kalam to a Muslim who will never meet an atheist in his life mm-hmm. in the deserts of West Africa or Arabia. Or most of the Islamic world for most of history, right? But in the urban centers, Baghdad, Dimashq, Qahira, they all knew, no, these people exist. They're nasty. They have tricks. And they must be answered. Like, haq does not get stronger except by an attack upon it. So Iman actually gets stronger. Islam gets stronger when we're attacked and we answer attacks. All right, so your childhood, your childhood. from Ottawa. From no, I'm from. Uh, I was born in Montreal, but we we basically grew up in a sur- suburb of Toronto. That's suburb of Toronto. Yeah, Whitby. Whitby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I was I was surrounded by um, by re- regular people who mm-hmm. were um, they were not all white, but there were and there was you know a small group that was. Uh, uh, from different cultures, and we we had a good relationship. But we had a relationship with every, like I had I had friends everywhere. Yeah, and I liked, I genuinely liked them. I still like them. They're yeah. considered my friends and people who I would hang out with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's important for, for if you and that's that's what the Rasul was. Mm-hmm. He had that's genuine love and care for for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, going growing up with them and growing through the going up in the system, the school system, what they've what they benefited me was with critical thinking, and a kind of a like genuine uh, approach to the world. And if it didn't make sense, it's not because they uh, they're not attached in any way. So I also wasn't really attached in that way to Islam. I was just like a just growing up. So um, I did like. Things in Islam and, and aspects of travel that I picked up and like the kurtas and I, I used to like you know Islamic design. This was before nine eleven as well too, right? Yeah. And uh, um, so everyone was good with it, but it wasn't it wasn't like it's a, a a truth. It wasn't like we were talking about truth. It was just like a relative thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. You to you your style, me and my religion. You know, it's all good. Uh, just for context, back in those times in the 90s, yeah, 90s. Islam was not on the, anybody's radar, even many, many Muslims. Islam was yeah. not on the radar. The yeah. way it's on the radar today, where it's it's always in the news, it's in pop culture <laughs> everywhere, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. for good, good and bad, either way. But people don't understand that it's, Islam was something you never saw on TV. You never saw it in the newspapers unless not it was like Hajj, yeah, yeah, right, right. Hajj and they had Riz Khan. Remember Riz Khan? Uh, the first Muslim CNN correspondent. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So okay, yeah, yeah. it was something that was like when you saw a Muslim or when you saw Islam on uh, in the public discourse, it was a thing, right? And it was oftentimes a clueless journalists, you know, just there's no news. So they're doing a 15 second expose on Hajj or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ramadan and stuff yeah. like that. But the movie so. still had a lot of negativity about it. Uh, the what? The movie, like you know, we had True Lies, and every every villain was still. Was that before nine eleven or after? That was before. That was before. Yeah, okay. it was like nineties, right? Oh, okay. And okay. the Arabs, yeah. the Arabs were always the villains, so so yeah. there was still some negativity there. Mm-hmm. But people were still, like, they weren't. It, it wasn't as negative. Yeah. So, and I, I definitely had a good positive experience of Islam through meeting certain people, definitely. Um, especially like I had, uh, I was influenced by these uh, young, these these uh, 
yeah, yeah, they were young, um, black Muslims who had a, like a Sufi ties, and they that uh, they impressed me about their akhlaq and everything. Mm. But but the the reason I was interested in uh, this the study was not because I thought Islam was inherently true. I just thought it was a matter of like I mentioned the book. It was a matter of taste. You know? Yeah. Mm. Mm. But then people when they started asking questions, specifically atheists, I was like. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Look, what about truth? And I wanted to make sure that, because I wasn't attached like that to any any group, I didn't feel like I was like really uh, into it uh, or like had loyalties in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, I just went through the process of critical thinking that I was, that the schooling system had taught me, which all these kids are being taught right now. Yeah. If your kid goes through the schooling system right now, they have a strength in critical thinking. Their, their memorization is weak. There's no emphasis on memorization. But there is a focus on critical thinking, and that's good. It's yeah. in our advantage. Yeah. All right. It's not like that's it's true. wrong. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't. I wouldn't even consider this like it's all shaitan. Yeah. There's 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 people, but generally, Allah didn't create this this guidance for us and allow us to get to it through and through a like just shooting at the hip, you know. Yeah. Randomly. <laughs> not randomly. And did not create the intellect not to be used. Exactly. The yeah. primary tool that Allah gave us to work through this is yeah. our, our intellect. And, and I, I love when people talk about the use of intellect in Islam. I said, hold on a second. When, what are the preconditions of taklif? When does Allah hold you responsible mm-hmm. in Islam? The first thing you study is that you, when, at what age are you responsible? And what are the preconditions? And those preconditions are maturity and sound mind. So yeah. what is the role of intellect in Islam is that it is a necessity to, 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 to understand the message, right? So al-aql uh, uh, in that respect, critical thinking must be used for must the be. advantage of Muslims. Not something that people should be afraid of. Even Absolutely. if they use it, they're using it maybe in a different way. And they're contradicting it too, by the way. They always contradict. And they, and they maybe have critical thinking in, in, classroom, in the classroom, but they also are with this new thing which I uh, doesn't even have a name it's just whimsicalness like however you feel is the reality yeah rel- rel- like relativism that's like it. however you feel is the reality just oh, yeah, that's right. regardless yes. of whether that negates the, oh, yes. reason or physical observation too yep yep right so that actually is a killer of aqlis it's as if Iblis tries to use critical thinking to make you an atheist first right then after that the rationalist empiricists are useless because they stop at atheism, but he wants paganism, right? Mm. So let's override all that by feelings over everything else. How you feel mm. is more important than what, what any rationality. No and hence, uh, mm. what well, we can stop the critical thinking, the bleeding through kalam. Ilm al kalam can stop. So, oh, you critical thinking? All right, let's critical think back to you. Yeah, let, let's bring it you. on. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to. We stop the up. bleeding. Yeah, because yeah. you, you said. This is this is how you critically think, mm-hmm. and but this is the this is the, and then they're going to give you an answer, and but you, you just gave me the tools. Yeah, you just created a monster. Yep. Let's. Yep. I'm going to play your game. Yeah. And I my my belief, it, I I have a I truly believe anybody who uses this path of intellectual investigation will come to the knowledge that Allah is one. And the Prophet ﷺ is his true messenger. Yeah. 
So if you if you do it, if you play that game, it will like, take you that. You have to do it sincerely. There's other ways too. You can be sincere. Allah can give you a fatah, and, and you would know it. But if you, but this method of objective reasoning must exist. Like I, ha- I, I go to a, a, a prison on, on a weekly basis, and there's a chaplain there, a good friend of mine, very very good guy. But in our sometimes we have in our discussions, he he has a lot of subjective reasons, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I understand that. That's okay. But every group has subjective reasons that re- that resonate with them that feel good, but that can't be a reliable method to to know what your belief system is right or wrong. Yeah, we have to have some objective measures. Mm-hmm. So what are they? Yeah, and that's how that's how I started thinking, and I bounced a lot of things off of friends. Um, I spoke with a lot of atheists mm-hmm. who were, were were staunchly against what I was uh, that any belief system, and and that that's cool because I at th- I think at that time I still felt they were. There was some level of sincerity, yeah. Even in their part to be to be to hold truth as highest. Well, they were truly rationalists, yes, and yes. empiricists, yeah, empiricists, yes, yeah, empiricists. Yeah. But then, when your professors and everyone is starting to talk in a certain way, it's very hard to also see that wait, there are, there are some biases there. Mm-hmm. And that's the material bias. Snuck premises. Yes, and so that was yeah. very hard to get out of too. It took yeah. me very many years, and I was like thinking yep. through it, right? Yep. Um. But alhamdulillah, so yeah, like I, I guess I never got a chance to study Islam because I was like, you know, just following the, the university and then medical program. And then, um, so it was kind of like this quench, mm-hmm. this thirst that it was never quenched. And then alhamdulillah, Allah gave me an opportunity to study with, let me learn Arabic, then study with some ulama. And um, yeah, just one by one, I started taking notes that I felt were relevant to others like me. And there's a lot, right? I think uh, like someone like Imam Safwan, yourself, myself, having grown up in the same era, yeah. that I felt like these questions were the exact type of questions that a lot of us faced um, in our public school education, yeah. right? And those questions or premises that were brought forth. And also, <coughs> excuse me, this is why I was out for three days. But <clears throat> a lot of the, um, also the temperaments, the feelings <clears throat> about belief, we can't dismiss that either, mm-hmm. right? That <clears throat> there's like a, a hesitation to say, <clears throat> I've concluded that there's one God rationally. It's almost like a cloud, <clears throat> unspoken. From who? From who are you talking about? Like our whole public school life. <clears throat> yes, yes. Yeah, so th- that's what I'm saying. Though they they believe, and and be based on their now, we can, I, I, we can go into the history of where this belief comes from, and I and I do think that our Christians brothers, our Christian brothers, have done a great injustice to us, yeah. right? Because they were the first to start taking this on, and inherently there is there th- because of their belief that Jesus, Isa uh, salam, is is 100 man. And 100% divine, <coughs> have an atheist will look at that and say, "Rule of not contradiction." Yeah, like, right, they, come on. They have used that now uh, to negate to to re- rebut the rejection of transgenderism. <coughs> say, hey, your God oh. is a man. You're telling me he's a God. Well, right. I'm a Why? guy. That- I'm a guy. I'm oh, telling you, I'm a woman. Yeah. <coughs> right? Check me. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's how easy it was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, well played. Well played. Well, how, thank you. Thank you. How about this one? Um, the, the the entire European civilization is is projecting upon Islam their perception 
of what a holy book is, which means a book that is not really reliable, yes. is tampered with, is played with for the to, to abuse the people or control them, right? <clears throat> so you have a whole civilizational projection. That's right. Right there. That's why in the beginning <clears throat> of the book, I, just, I say that this is not a book about religion. Mm-hmm. So any preconceived mo- notions that you bring in from Christianity or, or any other belief system, we're, we're not talking about religion here. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at this as a human investigation, yeah. mm. and I'm talking at the level that any, <coughs> any human being, I mean, I don't even say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Mm-hmm. So please, if you buy the I'm book, sorry. actually write sallallahu alayhi wa sallam somewhere. Say it. Say it. <laughs> say it. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't I tell you, uh, uh, share with you this story? Um, I shared the curriculum that we teach on Sunday uh, with some shiuch. And they said, the one thing that we would advise you is you begin with aqidah. I don't begin with aqidah. Aqidah is my third course. So what is my first two courses are ulum al-Quran and ulum al-Hadith, right? Okay. Because the premise of aqidah mm-hmm. is firm belief in the reliability of the nusus. <clears throat> and in our context, it's not having su'adhan with people. It's knowing the reality that not everyone looks at a hadith Looks at the grading and is satisfied. Yeah, yeah. right. It's a fair question. It's a fair question, right? <laughs> and also, the academy has their job. The Western academia, Islamic studies, mm-hmm. is to render Islam folklore, just as the Bible is an un um, uh, historically verifiable text. So they started with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam first, right? And they the the default setting in academia pretty much when you look at their papers is the dismissal of hadith so yes. noldiki these are the sources these are the original thinkers who have clarified what the sunnah actually is and it's really an unreliable source this premise in their works <clears throat> right and a lot of them that's why jonathan brown was like a yeah. hero in many people's eyes because Very he f- so. he was like one person against this whole yeah enterprise well now they're they're elevating to the quran now right out of harvard Right, right. Shadi Nasser's project, which is infinitely harder. Yeah. You know why? For the common person, where's the second version, right? Uh-huh. If it's not reliable, then there should be many different versions, right? So where are the second versions? I go to Malaysia, I open the Quran, I see the same book. They say, no, surah such and such, verse such and such. Ah, that's your, your way. Yeah, it's a, it's such a some, small little... Someone, <coughs> there's someone who's done some good work on this. Uh, yeah. I mentioned in, in the chapter of the, like, the preservation of the Quran... Um, Mm, if we flip to it, you can we can probably see it. Yeah, uh, he, he's, basically it. Ta- uh, he's basically he's <coughs> basically taken pictures of surahs from the oldest. Uh, do you know what, what I'm talking about? The the the. Uh, mm. And ex- by the way, I'm not saying that there's no answers to this. There are answers, but persuasively, it's a hard sell to to, to the masses of people that there are, that the Quran is not uh, preserved by Tawatur. Yeah, it's yeah for them to yeah, make that persuasively. Thing. It's you're going to have to get into the hairs to try to make your argument. And when you finally make your argument, and someone asks the question, "Well, is there anything substantively different?" The answer is no, right? Well, there's no so, substance. Well, you know, difference. we need to would be good at <coughs> your podcast. Yeah, is uh, having someone who uh, understands the the ahruf. Yeah, and and answering some questions because I think the general masses don't know about this and don't care, and and it's. Uh, very petty discussion, but yeah. among Christians, they're like they're trying to <coughs> grasp at any, anything, and so they've tried to make something, you know, bigger than it is. It's mm-hmm. like a, you know, tomato tomato discussion. Yep. But um, that can even be squashed. Like what I what I basically just explain is that here 
page two twenty eight. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. Who's the author that I uh, that quotes? He, uh, excellent. How he's uh, his mm. work. Um, <coughs> I think it's called uh, Preservation of the Quran. Let me get you the footnotes you got here. Yeah, and he and uh, what they've done is he's basically said that if you look at the preservation of the weakest hadith, mm-hmm. right, matruk, yeah, is still stronger than your the most authentic version we have of biblical. Uh, That's text. crazy. Yeah. Correct. Subhanallah. So, like, all right, let, <coughs> uh, do we really need to go into this? You don't have a leg to stand on. Let's not dock. You, mm-hmm. know, you know, let's let's move on. Yeah. And so I'm again the whole thing about we're, we're trying to make a rational, yeah, a, a, an overall look at big picture. There's a strong case here. If you don't, even if you don't believe in something that's divinely preserved, let's just make it. This is really strongly. Do, do you have some yeah. certainty in this text yeah. that can you trust that it came as it as it is now to the Prophet Sallallahu so yeah, we're not, not even we're not even gonna say. Do you believe it came from God? Yeah. we're just gonna say the historical figure mm-hmm. Muhammad, which we say Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. For you is Muhammad that he is the first speaker of this book. Yeah, or even less than that. Whatever was said at that time mm-hmm. is still the book that we have today. Right, right. Like there, where is the alternate version? Yeah. If that's the case, so <clears throat> uh, that's but, why but I begin. But it's a legitimate with, concern if someone were to ask. And there are some voices that do, uh, you know, try to to uh, disparage that. Yeah. So I cover that as well, and uh, uh, just to put it in, to just give the whole argument discussion some context. How do you go about uh, with hadith? Uh, just just talking about mutawatir. Tawatir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I talk. I talk. And all the hadith that I'm using <coughs> for the various things that we're we're, we're proving. Are like there's a chapter on on, on miracles of the Prophet. Mm-hmm. I'm only using Tawatir sources. Actually, even the things that I talked about on how can we assess whether or not the Prophet <coughs> Muhammad Sallallahu life is it uh, is it's acceptable to to it's it's more rational to accept his claim mm-hmm. than to have some other explanation. <coughs> I use either Mutawatir hadith or quotes from non-Muslims that have written books that are have. An animosity towards Islam. Mm, give us examples. Uh, I don't know. There's like a book in there, like Islam, the most uh, 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 what is it? Uh, Islam, the most. Um, <laughs> you gotta give me. We'll look time. it up. Yeah. But uh, all yeah. right, let me ask you this. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to be fair. <clears throat> I was like, if these are the things, let's let's take see what his enemies are saying about. Yeah. Them. And if we can agree to that event, yeah. right? Someone who has like he's, he's on a mission to like debunk Islam. Mm-hmm. These are all the following things we can agree to based on that information. Yeah. What would you say about this man? So the Prophet peace be upon him, wassalam, the accusations placed against, and this is from the brilliance of the Quran, mm-hmm. is that the rebuttals to the Prophet are in the Quran already. Mm-hmm. Very few books include the rebuttals in the book. So they mm-hmm. called the Prophet a magician. Mm-hmm. They called him a liar. They called him a somewhat a plagiarist, which the Quran says that they say about him. This is just the tales of old, which mm-hmm. is plagiarism. So you took the tales of old, and mm-hmm. they called him deluded. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, deluded, mean. right? Yeah. Deluded is somebody who sincerely believes what he is saying, right. but he's actually false. Right. right, his reality and what he thinks are not the a same, lie. but he's fully sincere and he's not trying to harm you. So that's one of the more innocent kufrs. 
right? They're right. trying to, it's, a, it's the gentleman, British gentleman's kufr, right? <laughs> Where he's just deluded. Whereas, yeah. uh, or they also say he is just, wants to be king, right? Yes. So he's just, this is just a power play yeah. for money and whatever kings want. Power, money, women. But each of those, we have enough evidence. To debunk all of them all in them. one sentence each. Or one incident of the prophet's life or aspect one aspect of the prophet like that debunk, debunks one of them. Let's start with magician. What would debunk that he's a magician? <clears throat> from, a, from a first glance, what would debunk that he's a magician? What would debunk that he's a magician? I have an idea, but... Let's hear it. Well, my idea is that magicians, sorcerers, medicine men throughout history, they live all on their own. They always live on their own. They're never social beings. They live all on their own because that's how they their veils come down to be able to talk to the dark side of the unseen. The Sahara never live social lives with kids, with neighbors and stuff like that. Sahara do not live like that. I don't even talk about that. Because, <coughs> yeah, know, the Western doesn't care about that. They don't believe okay. in magic. Yeah. So, but okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Sahar, what about um, plagiarist? Yes, so plagiarism, for example, the, the, the argument is, oh, you know, so-and-so society had this information before. The Egypts knew this, you know, this was in, you know, the Greeks. Yeah. All right. But when you copy something, you don't just copy the good. You copy the mistakes. The mistakes. Too. Yeah, subhanAllah. <laughs> right? That's totally so true. only someone who knows can make sure that the good remains <coughs> and the other is out. So now you're saying not only did he plagiarize, your, your, your claim that he's a plagiarist must include that he's an editor too <laughs> and a referee. Of yeah. those sources, checking what sound. He's got information from a knowledgeable source. Yeah. So likewise, the funny thing is when students copy, right? Hey, you guys copied the wrong answers too. You didn't all just have <laughs> right. the right answer because you can right. be smart and have the right answer. That's right. But for some questions, you all got the wrong, same wrong answer, <laughs> right? Positive. That's more <laughs> likely to be, right? Okay, right. very good. How about that he is just making a power play for monarchy and power? We know that. So this is all I have discussed each of these things in the book. Yeah. Because just as a proof of who he must be. Yeah. And so we know that whatever he was offered, he he put the place, the moon in my. Subhanallah. Uh, the sun yeah. in my right, the moon. In my, you know, like uh, he, no, a person who, person who's insincere is not going to stand nights worshiping Allah in his, in his hours where nobody is seeing mm -hmm. till his, till with, his with his wife is the only witness. Yeah. How life. how about this one too? Um, I love the saying Money doesn't lie Follow the money Yeah Absolutely So the Prophet's Economic and financial life Was public The Prophet's whole life Was public So much so The Sayyidah Aisha Told us how he took ghusl Right How he took a ghusl Whatever world leader Do you know how he showers How much water he uses When he showers Right How long does it take How he showers uh, How about the Prophet Peace be upon him His financial life And what is the proof of his financial life? Yeah. The very proof of his financial life is that the prophet himself lived in his city out of his house for 30 days because his wives were not satisfied with the financial status. Yeah. And, and how he died. What did he leave for his family? Yeah. There's nothing to, to discuss even except one orchard, right? So the financial life of the prophet, peace be upon him, I think nobody can argue with because pretty much in all societies, we have a clue about if we socialize enough, we all have a clue about how much money what range you're in. Yeah, you don't know yeah. how much money, but we have the range. Yeah. We see how we go to your home. We see how your face looks. You see how your body looks. Like there's food being eaten here, right? <laughs> there's, there's food 
being eaten. We can tell that, right? <laughs> yeah. We can tell that, yeah. uh, if, especially now, if you go look at how they used to live. They used to live, one home is here. This, this studio that we're in may have, have four homes. Like little tent, little hut, little tent, little hut. Everyone is living close to each other. We can know your financial status pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so that's that one. What about the deluded one? Where they say that he really believed that he was receiving revelation, but it was a delusion. There was no; it was a hallucination. Well, was but, it really but also, there? that's also, more than almost medical. Sure, yeah. but all, just to go, would you go back for one <coughs> second? Because I covered these things in the book, and I, and I tried to, you know, I really put it through the ringer. My friends, some of my friends, have read the book. Like, they're like, I open the book sometimes, reading some of the chapters, like wondering, like. Bro, are you are you a Muslim? <laughs> How would you ask that? No, by the way, before you say this, some people have criticized the mutakallimin. Uh, a mutakallim, because he positions himself in a debate in the, as a position of not relying upon nusus shara'iya, yeah. does not mean he personally is putting himself as a kafir and then arguing for it. Because one time an intelligent person told me, Al-Ghazali says, you have to think as if you're a kafir and then prove Islam. That's not what it is. In the discussion, you're positioning yourself in as a, in a discussion, much as the Prophet ﷺ positioned himself merely, to say merely about the Prophet, but as leader of Medina mm. in yeah. Hudaybiyah, not as Rasul to the whole world, right? And Sayyidina Ali refused even to take that off. Yeah. So we know that. So positioning yourself in a discussion with somebody else does not mean, he says, I am the messenger Right, whether they like it or not. Yeah. But for the purpose of this contract, ruler of Medina, that's it. Right, right. So likewise, in position of your book, for the sake of the discussion with an atheist, yes. you are going with the premises, the usul that you all agree on. That we all, yeah. <coughs> and to be fair, fairness yeah. is put, truth is, is, is the highest obje- objective here. Yeah. And if I'm incorrect, then I am willing to change my position. Yeah. But let's be, and, but at the same time, my whole hope is that when we talk about this stuff, that the people we're talking to are are going to be fair with me. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a better explanation, yep. right? Then your position also has must be that you will accept mine. Yeah. Unless we can come up with something better. The hallucination. Deluded, Deluded yeah. and hallucinated. It should be I believe because the risala comes out for everybody. It should be as answers should be as obvious and simple as the sun. So before, so again, before you, we go back to that, I was just, what yeah. I was trying to say was I didn't actually ca- uh, uh, take it as uh, financial benefit, but any ulterior motive. Any benefit. Any benefit, Side which included, which includes uh, shut off, which includes, you know. Sitting up on a high seat. And, yeah, anything. <coughs> and so I, I, address each, I address all of those things Good. because that's, that's because a person could say, yeah, but you know, you just want, maybe he wanted this instead. Jah. Jah. Yeah. Jah. Like uh to be looked at and to be uh, praised. Sufyan al came upon a Sufi and he said, this man, you can take away all his food, all his money and all his drink and he'll be okay with it. But you can't take one iota of his jah. Yeah. One person says one bad thing about him, he goes crazy. So his kibra is in his jah. Yeah, everything. So yeah, he's so not a true ascetic. Okay, continue. Alhamdulillah. So then, yeah, so, that, so I wanted to put that to not just financial benefit, Good. but any ulterior motive, and, you know, went through, put it, you know, put it down as a mic. And Alhamdulillah, man, we, we have this beautiful, pristine example. Allah made his life this incredible, like, you, to have pride in the <coughs> of life, mm-hmm. that we have this, that we can stand up and say, yeah, there is nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, 
So then, then yeah, Dulu, I don't. I didn't talk about the. Dulu, I, I I think I actually mentioned, if I if I can think correct in the uh, that uh, that what we can say is that he was sincere, and he believed he was sincere. The 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 concept of delusion, I we I can't we can't talk about except now looking at objective information, such as uh, what happened uh, compared to what he believed. So, for example, for example, he had complete certainty in his success, mm-hmm. right? And Allah wouldn't give success to if Allah was not the master of the world. Then I said, I basically said that a person who were not a genuine messenger and and God existed, and it was a false claim, then he would not be success. He would not see success. And I, I think I quoted the uh, this book, the the what is it called, hundred most Influential, yeah, that Michael, uh, right, yeah, right, and uh, <coughs> um, and a couple of other 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 things in there to make sure that he, every every mark of success is mm. is with him, and the, as in comparison to um, um, the the false prophet, what, what, what did he call Musa? It? Musa yeah, How about also that delusions tend to contradict reality. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So you forget then you, the 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 polite ca- uh, disbeliever will say <clears throat> he was sincere. That's why he was able to convince his companions. Yes. And he lived by what he believed, Principles. but it was not an angel he was saying it was a hallucination. Okay, right. so a hallucination is false. Right? It's a yes, false thing. That's right. The false only produces the false. Okay? So a false hallucination would not produce a beneficial law would not produce a beneficial sunnah. And we find benefit, law and order, yes. and benefit in his hygiene, his diet, mm-hmm. everything that is his sunnah, that is, that is recommended for us to follow, his law, his doctrine, his aqidah. How about also, that's one point. The second point is a hallucination, people who are deluded tend to be deluded in everything they desire. So in his work, he's deluded. In his marriage, he's deluded. Mm. Like he wants something so badly, he fools himself, right? All right, he wants something so badly in his home, he, he deludes himself. In public office, he deludes himself. Like liars and delusionists are similar in the same sense, but the delusionist is someone more complicated than a liar. The delusionist is better. He convinces himself of the lie yeah. so that he can be totally sincere and sleep at yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember someone you, saying... You can pass a polygraph on it. Someone saying the difference between Trump and Clinton, Bill Clinton. Like Bill Clinton was so... He was beloved by the people, right? Because he came off as genuine. But people around him said, this guy is a liar. But in order to sleep at night and be nice to everyone, he actually believes his lies. Yeah. Whereas Trump knows he's full of uh, hot air, Right. Like he's beyond ever even believing that there's true and false. Yeah. So uh, that's where the, the argument against fair, delusion fair is like, well, why wouldn't he be deluded in how he runs it? How, do you, how, you, how are you deluded and successfully run a state? Like beautiful mind. The guy was deluded by something very small as yeah. like three people who are telling him that there's a war, right? That there's a war coming. And that destroyed his little family of three people, right? right. Wife and kid. He couldn't yeah, even manage that. In reality has an effect it has an effect an you cannot be effect. productive in reality if you are deluded i didn't mention this but yeah. that's, that's that's because uh, i remember in soas um talking to some people 
and Quranic experts who genuinely, I would say, I had dismissed academia before, but that was a general dismissal. There was one, there were a couple guys genuinely loved the Quran, loved Islamic heritage, right? They talk to you as a Muslim, like you think he's a Muslim, okay? And mm -hmm. I, I started thinking to myself, like, this is a very complex person. Mm -hmm. So I asked some of my friends, like, what do you think is going on in that head up there, right? <laughs> uh, they say that, um, he told me that what they say is that Muhammad was, there's definitely something going on, mm. right? Okay. And right. they stop at that. Yeah. They refuse to say it's haq, right? They say that there's definitely something going on with the Prophet, peace be It's not a normal human being. Right. But yeah. they stop at that. So then I ask, well, what are you saying then? Is he hallucinating or is it Jibreel? Or you're saying he's not a liar. You wouldn't love a liar. You're saying he's not delusional. You wouldn't love a delusionist. You're saying he's not a, a charlatan, right? So which one is it? It's just sometimes it's just hesitation to change your life. Yeah. That's Abu. Could be. Yeah. Like Hidayah some. <coughs> Hidayah is from Allah. That's true. And so uh, I don't believe, like alhamdulillah, like, some people who I've given this book to, we've had some talks or, you know, connected to the book, there are people who I think are benefiting. And, you know, a couple hundred people are reading it. They do reach out to me and, and some have become Muslims. And I, I wouldn't attribute it to the book, though, because... The aqli arguments themselves, like argumentation is not what leads to iman. This is like, it's, it's, it's from Allah. And uh, 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 if I could make one correlation to it, it would be akhlaq. Akhlaq is what wins people's hearts. So um, definitely <coughs> I... I, I uh, Do you I expose yourself to Islamic law and Westerners' hesitations with certain things in the sharia? So I'm not playing the... Like the Islamic scholar yeah. card, you know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a, f a physician. I do my work. This book is not written as a physician. It's not written as a scholar. It's written as a regular guy who. Had but questions. some things in Islam don't require scholarship, right? For yeah. example, prohibition of alcohol, mm -hmm. prohibition of gambling, prohibition of usury. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, Wall Street. It's, what's the difference between some of these swaps and and gambling, right? Synthetic uh -huh. CDO. Oh, oh, this yes. stuff is gambling, right? Okay. But anyway. These things, like you talked to downstairs, I heard you guys mentioning Daruri knowledge. Yeah. Doesn't need scholarship, right? But some people may, you know, that may be their hesitation. So some people don't go to the root. Some people just go to the branch. Why does a woman have to cover? Why does... So you're talking about, what, what, do, I, do I discuss these things with... Uh, yeah, as hang-ups for, for... People have, have these hang-ups. No, because, you know, <clears throat> I, I feel this is... The work of the prophets was la ilaha illallah mm. and that right now that is what is on the table of discussion yeah all that other stuff like we can talk about it later right see that's a rational approach but not all people are rational people it's may the big picture in mind people may reject the root merely because of one branch yeah so yeah yes right and and let's get the questions and and fair enough if you saw something like a big red flag yeah then it could you should you should be you should be you should assess that yeah but that's what i was telling you that that, that i discuss some of these things with a per, with someone i know a, a chaplain friend of mine mm -hmm. and there are certain hang-ups or subjective things and i said we'll, we'll get there we'll, we'll get there right now let's just look at the nuts and bolts. I'm focusing on the nuts and bolts. I'm trying to bring, bring respect back to the concept of theism. Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. 
stop taking a back. We're not, we're not, uh, you know, backpedaling on the back foot and defense mode. We're like, we got the more rational position. Let's let's yeah. let's set the like. Make sure we understand what the who's has a strong case, and then we're gonna talk about Islam. There's there's enough ulama that do that. Fair that's enough. just not that's not my thing. Fair enough. We got a few minutes. Let's go to the to the live stream and take some questions. Okay. Uh, first of all, where can we get the book? The book is on Amazon, and the book is The Divine for Critical Minds on Amazon. Um, so get it from Amazon. All right. <clears throat> Imam Safwan. We want to hear from Imam Safwan. Your comments on this whole discussion. Mm -hmm. Just pull the mic up a little Sorry, bit. Please. No, no, it's a good. It was a great discussion. Mm -hmm. I think this book, this book would be great for Jan. Who was wondering about? Uh, Jan was wondering about this. Okay, go mm. ahead. Mashallah. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a fantastic discussion. Um, I, I think that the idea of investigation, right, as a primary obligation uh, of Islam, um, I, I think is is not spoken about enough. Um, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. For instance, in the Quran mentions, for instance, فَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَانْظُرُوا كَيْفَ بَدَأَ الْخَلْقِ Right? Travel the earth and investigate. Nudur, um, some of the classical scholars said that Nudur um, is in fact investigation, mm. right? Mm. Um, versus, for instance, um, Tara or Yara. Mm. Like, so, for instance, to see something versus Nadar, which is to investigate something, to analyze something. And so this is kind of what we would call the deep sunnah. Like yeah. the sunan, uh, for instance, nafil prayers. And these things are emphasized in the consciousness of Muslims. But what are the deeper sunan that actually make someone a proper human being? Yeah. And one of them is, right, critical thinking and intellect. And obviously, these are things we see even in the shama'il that the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ can da'im al-fikri. Mm. was always in a state of contemplation, right? So what does this entail? Um, is that you are spending time engaging with the material world around you uh, for the purpose of uh, what we would call kind of this velki realization, right? So you can get a glimpse, you can get a taste of the will, the desire, the knowledge, the purpose, right? Um, and you're analyzing texture and taste and smell. Um, and, and this is the essence of, of what it means to be human. And then to then... Uh, give these things names, right? To then organize and have a tartib of that of those realizations, um, and replicate them and talk with others about them. I mean, this is really what the Sahaba did more than anything mm -hmm. was sit and discuss reality, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, even when we look at the construction uh, of the framework of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Asr, where he says, look, you're in a state of loss. The only way to resist it is actually to sit, right? To be in dialogue with one another about truth, mm. right? And in truth and using truth and for the purpose of truth and to do so with patience, mm. 
right? Realizing that you're going to encounter confusion and opposition, and you're going to have to sit in that confusion. And when you reconcile those confusions, then you come up with a synthesis of greater thought, mm. right? As you were saying. Mm-hmm. And so absolutely there, there is, um, but, but I would say for Muslim communities, there is a great wake up call that is required because whenever we, you know, we go out and we, we get this ilm and we learn these theologies and we find these teachers, these great kalam teachers, and we spend so much time with them. And we read all, all of this theology and, and all of the modern, postmodern philosophy and then we might come back to our communities and they're saying, oh, why don't you tell us more stories? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so now it's like these different tastes and you might find a few different people who say, oh, we need theology or, you know, I read this paper and that paper. Um, and, and so it is, it's tough a lot of times outside of ta'lim, outside mm-hmm. of, you know, the educational pathways yeah. Um, to even get your community to say, oh, this is something valuable. I, and I, uh, that's what I, I find is a great struggle. It is a challenge. And, yeah. and I think I like what one uh, um, scientist, physicist said outside the realm of Islam. Mm. And he said that when someone learns something so thoroughly, mm. the hallmark of that is being able to yes. distill it mm. uh, to somebody who doesn't know anything about it. Mm. Right. And uh, the logicians in Islam, they always said uh, in, in their main books on logic that knowledge is divided into two types. The one that requires zero effort to attain mm. and then built upon that, that built upon itself will arrive to you as knowledge that does take effort mm. to attain. Ilm daruri and ilm nadari. Nadari, like the mm, word that you correct. said, nadari. So for, they always give the example of someone who says, what is a 40th of a 10th? Mm. Uh, um, no, sorry. What is it again? It is rub al ashr, right? Rub al ashr, and it's the zakah, right? Two point five percent of zakah. But we know what a ruba is. It's a quarter, uh, and then we know what a ashr is. A ashr is a tenth, right? So that's easy to get. But combining them takes a little thinking. Like someone says, a quarter of a tenth, it doesn't register right away. But you say one tenth, yeah, it's one out of ten. So now that's easy to get, right? Mm. So when you combine two easy things, that produces a complex truth, right? And that's what nadar is. And that's the ulama say this, anybody can do nadar if you put the effort in. It's thinking about this simple thing and this simple thing. Most tafsir is this ayah and this ayah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we bring them together? Precisely. That's when most tafsir. When you're not... When you're not uh, um, well versed when you when you're not well versed with yeah. your ilm, that's when you get defensive. Yeah, and that was the problem. I, I, this is the problem with a lot of young people are having. They're like, and it happened to me too. I went to ask ulama questions, and they're like, "Don't ask that. Stop mm. that's from shaitan. Mm. Don't 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 think that." Yeah, subhanallah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody here says the proof that the Prophet sallallahu was not a sahir is Surah Al Falaq that sahir happened to him. And so mm-hmm. if he was oh. a sahir, he would never admit that a low-level sahira of Medina, of Yathrib, did sahir upon him. So you see, subhanAllah, there are, in some things you wonder, it seems like a weakness or an imperfection. Yeah. There is actually a revelation yeah, of absolutely. perfection. I, there's, right. and, and, it reveals and I have, something. And I have examples from the life of the Prophet yeah. that, that show that a man who was doing this for, you know, 
just to 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 win people yep. would not have done something that was against the urf of his people. Yep. Right? True. That if he's just trying to win over the people, right. he would not have married Zainab. Exactly. So I've mentioned yep. these. And the, these, at that time, they seem heavy on the Prophet ﷺ. How did he go through that? Yes. But Allah made his life a testament. Yeah. A, a, and, uh, and uh, I loved um, also what one Orientalist, non-Muslim, Montgomery Watt, spent his whole yeah. life yeah. debating yeah. Yeah. against yeah. Islam. Yeah. And he goes that the proof that Muhammad is a prophet, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala directly asked him, who do you love most? And he said, Khadija. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's the proof. How about another proof? Sayyid Aisha was accused yeah. Yeah. in his family. They accused the honor of the prophet, right? When a man's wife commits zina, that means she's not satisfied with the man. Mm. And the, so this is, a, this is a fitna on many levels. Mm. 30 days pass. But how is Aisha made innocent? By evidence? No. External worldly evidence? No. How is she made innocent? By the Qur'an. So if you are saying that the Prophet is the author of the Qur'an, why wouldn't he bring that answer right away? Why would he wait 30 days of excruciating pain for his family if he's the inventor of these words? So sometimes you see something looks like um, a negative, but in fact, it dispels so much Absolutely. doubt. And that's why Allah created his life in that perfect uh, that perfect example for us. And we have to know this. Mm. So those, those are the cases that are built as yeah. well as when they came and asked, asked him some questions yeah. that he was supposed to answer. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he hadn't the answers immediately yeah. just like you're saying What's so the question, inshallah this yeah. is a book is a reference for for non for muslims to be able to talk to non-muslims and as well as if they have a non-muslim who has, who's an intelligent person they feel sincere you, this is the one you would feel proud to give to your non-muslim friend friend that they could see as something fair yeah it's not he's not trying to convert me he's like this is why he yeah a, he has a rational belief like people will respect i actually have non-muslim friends mm. right who i feel they've read the book and have it has improved their iman in the fact they can talk about God openly. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have to hit, you don't have to go the full way. You just have to take one step in that direction, yeah. and the ball snowballs by itself. Whereas if you try to push someone all the way, you guys remember Aaron Boone, famous saying um, in one of the uh, epic uh, Game Sevens, Yankees and Red Sox, that Aaron Boone. Uh, the manager told Aaron Boone, "Listen, it's extra innings now, right? Yeah. Just don't. Just try to single to right. Yeah. You might homer to left, right? Yeah. Like keep it real simple. Just try to do one good thing, yeah. and that thing may snowball. So what did he do? Homer to left, right? <laughs> so just try to do one simple thing. We don't need to go someone from zero yeah. to mu'min. Yeah. Close the deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just go to from zero to like what you took here, like one or two steps. Precisely." Closing words. Unfortunately, we have to end today. Uh, I have my coaching debut today. I don't want to mess that up. Oh, right. So uh, I'm going to take my myself and 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 get and and do this. I have a coaching debut in soccer. Mm. So for the JV team. So mm. we'll see how that goes, and we'll give everyone the update on Monday, inshallah. But sure. uh, let's hear your closing words, inshallah. Okay. Sure. And a question, by the way, for mm. both of you, is um, Islam is on the ascendancy right now in the Western world what is the cause mm -hmm. that was a question from the audience yeah i just want to say that it's important <coughs> for us to understand that detractors of islam they they don't have an actual vision for where they want to take people mm. right so they're just trying to 
just put a doubt in. For me, yeah, yeah, what's next? They just yeah. need to put a doubt in. Why? Because desires are so strong. There's mm. so many desires and distractions. If I can just put that doubt in, that's enough to hold you in your distractions and your desires, right? Um, and, and so, but but I, I, going back to um, this entire dialogue, the Quran gives us the tools to understand that there are certain prerequisite concepts of consciousness that one has to achieve before they can even see Islam, mm. right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this, right? If only we had listened, right? If only, if only we had used our intellect. There's also other isharat. Being able to witness, being able to hear, uh, having a heart that is responsive, that there are all of these prerequisites built into the Qur'an. So here he's saying, as Dr. Shadi was mentioning, and you were as well, um, that if you can just move someone towards having a more responsive heart mm-hmm. or being able to witness reality um, in, in, in a way that is, is slightly more sophisticated and be present, then from there they'll be able to witness the signs and the work is done from yep. there. It's on Allah from there. Right, so I just think it's such a beautiful effort. You know, may Allah bless Amen. you, may Allah reward Amen. you, Amen. and thank you for having us on. No, it's my pleasure. It's my uh, pleasure. Always. Uh, but I'll leave the closing words mm. to Dr. Z. Just to, to, just thoughts on that and on like the ascendancy of Islam, um, and this whole thing about planting seeds. Yeah. Right. We don't have to close the deal, man. Yeah. You know, and and it's not about it's not even about what book you're going to read. Where the book. Mm. Right, people watching us all the time. It's a great point. And so, if we could, if we could, if I can do anything, if the the smallest thing is just to bring certainty back in there in in the strength of our position, because people feel it when you're when you're in, when you doubt, mm-hmm. you know, when you're not sure, then they are going. You're going to leave that doubt in other people's uh, people as well. Yep. People who are the the, the Muslim who has is sure about their intellectual basis and the why they believe what they believe this is going to this is going to like it has it's going to it's going to send ripples yeah. wherever you go and that little mm-hmm. seed you don't know where it's going to end up so i've been i've seen people who have become muslims and have left as well as people who had some someone who they've met who put out small seed and somewhere later on in their life they've become muslims the west is thirsty for the ilm and mm-hmm. for the deen and for truth there's mm-hmm. a, and there's a lot of chaos and, and pain and confusion. So yeah, people are gravitating because they're thirsty. It's and enough. if we can, we can work out, definitely work on the aql. Yeah. But if we can work on our like, I think there's this, uh, this spiritual development that we all have to put in our time. Mm-hmm. And the love of Rasulullah and this work on ourselves. Um, people are thirsty for it. We fill our cup, inshallah, we... Yeah, people are have empty glasses here, man. Subhanallah, that's beautiful closing words. Jazakumullah khairan, and thank you all for watching and attending. Uh, we will be back Monday, bi'idnillahi ta'ala. Again, the divine for critical minds inquiry into God's existence by Rehan Zaidi. You can get on Amazon.com. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. والسلام عليكم
Oh,